too, because life can be a niche podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. We are now in part three of our grief series, and uh, we'll soon be wrapping it up. This might be our last part. It depends on your comments and and what you have to say about what you want to see. But uh, until then, until we decide where we want to land on that, this is part three of the grief series. And for those of you who are going to be watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. Subscribe to the channel, Life Can Be a Niche on YouTube. Following me on social media at Katie Bryant Writes. That's on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. That's at Katie Bryant Writes. And hey, come see me, hang out with me, come do life with me on my blog on katiebryantwrites.com. I have a lot to share with you and and so much to catch you up on since our last episode. We did have a lot of feedback from people about, you know, the the surprise, I guess, in how Prince, you know, everything crumbled when Prince died um, in in the post and what I shared last week. So we're going to jump right into it. We're not going to waste any time uh, talking. Uh, We are just going to dig right in. So part three of grief and what we shared last week was how grief is about so much more. It's really about loss. And that's what it was about for me. It wasn't just um, the impending death of my father uh, once we knew that when we were in the hospital that final time and we knew that it was the end it wasn't it wasn't just about that. Grief started for me two years ago uh, two years before that. And it just hit me, uh, at that moment, you know, what was happening. But my father, uh, really, uh, was the end result of, I guess, the, the end of my walk with grief. I started grieving with a, with a job change, with a, a friendship change, with relationships, with, uh, my children dealing with, uh, the divorce uh, that we were going through. So there were a lot of things that led to that. Uh, But now today we're going to talk about um, what actually happened in terms of when my father passed, when grief hits, when that moment hits, how do you deal with it? How do you get through with it? Um, It was definitely a tough moment for, for me. I'm an only child. And uh, my mom and I were there. My aunt B was there with us. So we had a support system. We had family around and people around. But nothing prepares you for that moment, that final breath, that last moment. And and it, I can even say, you know, that grief is different depending on the type of, of, of incident that happens. Uh, we had those final weeks with my dad, uh, but... You know, for some, it's sudden. There could be a car accident or, you know, some tragic, tragic incident to happen that takes the life away and you don't get to say your goodbyes. And I know that 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 is difficult and it's hard to walk through. Um, So I'm just going to share with you some things that helped me. It was a lot. But, you know, in dealing with the grief, some things that helped me to manage and, and it's just three. I'm going to share three things with you uh, that I could talk on and on about it because so many things happened and so many people were around me and supporting that it's so much I could share. Uh, but I don't want to just be about me. I want to hear from you. I want you to, you know, drop in the comments what, what has helped you 
in moments of grief because we've all been through it. Uh, but, you know, when a loved one dies, someone close to you uh, dies, you know, how did you handle it? Um, for me, uh, one is no what ifs. Uh, that is, I think when you're in a hospital and you're dealing with doctors and, and so many different things coming at you that you sometimes question, what if I had asked the doctor to do this? Or what if we asked for this sooner? Or, or what if we pressed harder for this? And especially when you're dealing with cancer, which is what my father was dealing with. And, and I started down that path at first of, you know, in the hospital, what if I had done this? Or what if I had said something sooner? What if? And, and that is one where you really have to give that over to God. I gave it over to God because I knew that I would what if myself to death. And, and in the end, I know that God was in full control of, of the entire situation. Nothing takes him by surprise. So he knew down the road, he knew this was going to be, he already knew what was going to happen. So nothing that I could have done or said, or that my mom could have done, or that the doctors could have done, it was already, already known and a part of the destiny. And I, I just had to trust my faith on that. I had to really lean into trusting God and knowing that, you know, he wasn't sitting around like, oh, oh I, I didn't know that was going on. You know, he knew. And I had to trust that, that he had it covered and that there was nothing different that could have been done. We always question ourselves. And that's just a, that's that is just a slippery slope because you will end up feeling guilty and and just feeling terrible about it. And you'll walk around with that and not even be able to heal or even to grieve properly because you're worried about, you know, the what ifs. So that's number 1 is to be able to just let the what ifs go and to trust that everything happened as it was supposed to happen. And the second one uh, for me is, you know, grieve, just pray and praise in the midst of. It's very easy to, to be thankful and to praise God and to, you know, be happy. And when things are going great, it's easy to say, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Thank you so much. But when you're hurting the most, that's what helped me is I was just in an, an immense amount of pain, but also in an, a state of joy because, like I said, I was walking through grief for two years prior to this. So I already knew how to go and manage my hurt and what I needed to do and what I needed to, I need to be honest and what I need to write down and say, okay, this hurts me. This is bothering me. This is, and then having that list. And, and then praising anyway and just thanking God for the, the moments, thanking God for the time that I had, thanking God that he didn't take my dad when he was diagnosed at stage four at the very beginning, four years prior, and the doctors were telling us, just enjoy the time you have. That was a praise in itself that we got four years out of that that science said we shouldn't have. So I searched for those moments of, you know, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that dad was able to travel with us that the last few months we went to Dollywood and my father was feeling poor. I mean, he was feeling bad, but he 
he sucked it up and went because he really wanted to be with us and be with the family. So I'm thankful and grateful for that. I was thankful and grateful that uh, two weeks after that, we went to his last family reunion uh, hosted out in Houston, Texas. And he's he was able to take a sibling picture. It's the last picture of all of the siblings together. Um, and that, you know, it was definitely a, a decline quickly after that. I think we ended up in the hospital. We ended up in the hospital in Houston. And, you know, I had to get all kinds of red tape and permissions to even get my dad cleared to fly back home to Atlanta to get here for help. And then we went straight to the hospital. And and so it's just, you know, it was so much happening. And he had a break from that. And then, you know, we ended up back in the hospital a couple of months later. So so many things were happening, but I was still able to praise and to to be thankful. And that helped me uh, to find the joy anyway, in spite of, and and that helps you when you're grieving, when you're hurting, or even when you're you're in a sense of loss. Because like I said, grief is not always about a death. When you're feeling uncomfortable or uneasy or a relationship has ended that you didn't expect, or, you know, there's been a situation at your job where you've lost a job, you know, right now, with the coronavirus and, and everything that's happened, you know, some of us are in a certain place of, oh, we're grateful for the time. And then some of us are, you know, how am I going to make it? Or I don't have any means to feed my family. So we're all in different places. And those are definitely strains on a way of life. It's a loss of the way of life, you know, not being able to bring money in and to bring food home. It is a time to really sit down and, and get and reflect and to find that place that you can still be able to say, but I'm praising in the midst of like David, you know, uh, in the midst of the sorrow, in the midst of the grief, I still find praise and I and rely on this higher source, rely on God as your source of power. And that's, I told y'all, I rely on my faith. That's the only thing that I can say was steady and constant, that I knew nothing was changing, even though my, my emotions change. We change every day. But I knew that the source of my strength was going to be there and going to be steady. And the third thing is um, grieve how you want to grieve. Uh, you know, no one can tell you how you should grieve and, and everybody has opinions about you know what you should be doing when when you know someone passes on you know some people just get in the church and show slap out just go yelling and screaming and crying and running up and down the aisles and you know some folks think that's a good funeral they think that's a good fume when you can do that and just go bananas um and they'll even say oh that was what was a good funeral and I was always like, a good funeral? And then I'm like, everybody was showing out and just losing it. And some people express their grief that way and let them. If, if you want to scream and holler, go right ahead. And But if someone doesn't and they're quiet, you know, I've learned uh, as I've gotten older, you have to let people get through things the way they want to. For me, I really, I ramped up my workout regimen. So I always, you know, went to my, my fit fam. I stayed with my boot camp and, and my boot camp supported me because they knew what I was going through too. So 
I knew that that I had that support system there, but I, I tried not to miss any any of my sessions. And then I went running and running just whew, that helped me. That helped me to process to, you know, the more I the more energy I spent putting into that, I was able to just get stronger and stronger physically. But it was also helping my mental state and it was releasing endorphins, which I needed. Um, so I was just constantly trying to make sure that I stayed moving and stayed active. If I couldn't run, I went for a walk and it just kind of helped me. And for some people, it may be travel for others. It might be to just steal away for a moment and that's okay. Uh, but you grieve the way you want to grieve. And for those of us who may not be grieving, but are in the support group for those, you know, just be support to them. And, you know, you don't, you can't determine how long someone grieves. And like I said, it comes in waves. So it may look like, oh, everything's great. And there's, there's, you know, everything's smooth and, and all that. And it might not be. And, and that's okay. You know, that's just the way life is. That's what happens. It comes in waves and, and that's fine. But I definitely don't go telling anybody, oh, you should be doing this or, or you should be feeling better by now. Are you still sad about that? I mean, they were, they were 90 years old. I hate when people tell folks, you know, how old someone is as if their grief shouldn't be as heavy as someone who was younger. It doesn't matter. If that person mattered to you, that doesn't matter. So that's one thing that I have learned uh, in, in this because I'm still in the process. I may, I may be for a long time, but it does evolve. It gets to the point where we can laugh, and sometimes we don't laugh. Sometimes we're just silent, and that's okay, too. You know, when you think about memories and you think about, you know, the person, I think about my father, and I'm just like, oh, I sure miss that man. And then, you know, I may cry. I may shed some tears. I may go work out. But, you know, just grieve however you need to. And don't let anybody make you feel like you owe anything because you do not owe anything. Um, another part of, of this uh, is uh, my amends for this session. And uh, my amends is our responsibility as the grieving person is to let your circle know that you're okay and to check in because I know that I kind of retreated a little bit. I, I didn't go, there were events and I just didn't go or I, I didn't respond to group meetings and people were getting together. I just needed that time for me. And it, I found myself just kind of, you know, quiet and, and stealing away. And, but it was my responsibility to check in and let them know I was okay because I know they were worried about me. I know that, that my my crew, I know they were talking how is such and such, and, and I appreciate that. But check in, you you just come out of your moment to let people who are you know those folks, you know that corner, that pocket corner of people, check in and let them know you're doing well. You'll see them when you see them, and they understand. But they need to they need a sign of life from you uh, for sure and I I definitely my, my circle is like are you alright because you're real quiet and they gave me that time uh, but but I also made sure that I responded to them to let them know 
but that that is something that is crucial is always let people know and check in with them and with that everyone you know that is where we are because this is really an interactive conversation where you know grief is something we all walk through we go through it differently i would love to hear from you i really would please get in the comments please drop in the comments and tell me how you deal with grief and how you dealt with the loss or the death when death came how did you deal with it did you did you travel did you steal away did you get quiet did, what did you do i want to know and i want to hear from you about that um and hear what you have to say our tea of the week don't think i forgot because i did not i just wanted to get into the subject very quickly and efficiently our tea though is youth berry it is whew, it smells wonderful it is a wonderful light tea it's a very fruity flavor um that is youth berry and it is of course you know i have my it's not a teacup but and we're not even doing our full tea yet because i don't think we're at the end um but definitely you guys get in the comments let me know what you're thinking. Follow the YouTube channel. Life can be a niche. Be sure to subscribe. It's nothing. It's free. You can subscribe for free. Set that notification button and, and come and, and follow and come do life at Katie Bryant Writes always on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And katiebryantwrites.com. Get into that blog with me. Come do life with me. I appreciate you, lifers. I thank you all for riding with me doing this thing called life. Thank you for your comments about grief. Let's keep it going. Love each other. Be good, babies. I love y'all so much.